listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What is going on? Welcome to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold. Today I am joined by Peter Apple. He is the founder of Just Baseball at Just BB Media on Twitter. You can go follow his podcast or find his podcast everywhere that podcasts are. Uh, I've been listening a lot on Spotify lately. His name of his podcast is Not Gambling Advice. I take that with a grain of salt because I listen to a lot of his best. Peter, welcome to the show. Excited to have you on to talk a little bit about some of the games we're going on at about 4 p.m. Pacific and also talk about the MLB trade deadline. Awesome. What's going on, man? I got to say, fire intro. I saw the <laughs> graphic you. at the beginning. I'm ready to roll. Let's go. Let's make some good bets. So before we get into the MLB trade deadline, we have a lot to talk about there. But I did listen to your podcast this morning, and I know that you have some fire bets going on for the Subway Series between the Yankees and the Mets. Maybe you want to start off the podcast giving out some of those to the people so they have about 22 minutes to go place a bets on, uh, on that game. Absolutely. So I don't love the rest of the board today. There's a lot of overvalued favorites, but at the same time, I don't love a lot of the underdogs either. A lot of the totals seem pretty spot on, so I'm just playing the Yankees and the Mets. And I'm actually playing a parlay, which I never do. It's my first parlay of the season. And the reason being is I'm predicting game flow here, kind of similar to what you might do in the NFL. I believe the Mets, if they're going to win, it's going to be probably a pretty low scoring game. But I do think that the Yankees win and I think runs will be scored. While the Mets haven't performed that well against lefties, they have had Jordan Montgomery's number in the past. And if you look at baseball savant's run value, it's basically how hitters perform against a certain pitch. They really do crush the sinker, especially. And Jordan Montgomery is most not mostly a sinker guy, but that's his most used pitch along with the changeup, which they also hit pretty well. And they've been performing better against lefties at home. So I don't think Jordan Montgomery is going to have that great of a day. But here's why I think the Yankees crushed Taiwan Walker. If you look at Taiwan Walker's last start coming off the break, he went a third of an inning and gave up five earned runs. This is now a trend here for Taiwan Walker. He tends to get beat up after the all-star break, especially. I think the Yankees, you know, he has he hasn't had a home run problem, but with wind blowing out about 10 to 14 miles an hour at City Field, it's a warm night. It's going to be the most watched game maybe of the season, Yankees Subway Series. I think the Yankees bats really get going, especially because they know they're probably going to face Scherzer tomorrow. It's not totally set in stone yet. It could be David Peterson, but more than likely Scherzer is the posted starter. They know they need to come out hot today. And I just don't have a ton of confidence in both of these bullpens. So I'm parlaying the Yankees money line with the over eight runs. And if you parlay them, that's plus 250. I think there's the shot, you know, not everything's perfect. There's the shot that the Mets win and it goes under. So that's why I'm not straight betting these. I will be betting the Yankees and the over together in hopes that both of them hit and we hit a parlay of plus 250. I like that. So Yankees about minus 120 in the market right now, if you want to just play that solo. But as Peter said, better off playing those two together tonight. I also thought that something that you said on your podcast was very interesting that it seemed like some of the advanced stats that you were using said that there were going to be less extra base hits, but more home runs tonight. Uh, Can you vet that out a little bit more? I didn't quite 100% pick up on why. Absolutely. So there's this great website. It's called Ballpark Pal. Um, And I've been using it a lot to quantify the weather report. And to be honest, I'm not exactly sure how they do it. I basically, what I'm thinking they do it as is because if the wind is blowing out a certain direction at the ballpark, using those different factors from the ballpark, it could be seen that the ball is either going to go over the fence 
or it's most likely going to be caught at the wall. That's kind of how the wind is looking like at City Field. So if you go on Ballpark Pal, it'll show you there's a plus 17% increase in home runs, but like a negative 14% decrease in extra base hits. That's just according to that website. It's not exactly correct, but that's at least what it's showing us. Ballparkpal.com. It's great to help you quantify the weather. Very interesting. I'm uh, going to have to go check that out. All right, before we head into the MLB trade deadline, I did want to play a little game with you here. So we have the Daily Dozen every day. 12 props turn $12 into $1,200 if you get all 12 right. So we do have some Yankees and Mets props. I want to get your take on it. People have 19 minutes to lock in those picks, if you don't mind me uh, running through a couple of those. Of course, let's roll. All right, so let me get this on and scroll to the Yankees ones here. Uh, we already talked about total runs for us at an 8.5. You still like the over on that number? Yeah, I do. Um, it's funny. All five games, Yankees-Mets last season, all went over when they played in the Subway Series. 5-0 and towards the over. I would go over 8.5. I honestly would take it at 9. All right, cool. Uh, next one on the board. Aaron Judge, total base is 1.5. I know he has two career home runs off of Taiwan Walker. You think that's something that could uh, happen tonight? Plus 180 to hit a home run at all tonight. Yeah, that's a really low home run pop, and it's really low for a reason. Aaron Judge comes to play in the biggest games of the season. He is on a tear right now. I'm actually taking Aaron Judge over bases on my prize pick slate today. I would go over that as well. All right, uh, a couple more here. Pete Alonso, total hits. All he's got to do is get one. What do you think against the matchup against uh, Montgomery tonight? This is actually a tough one because Pete Alonso hasn't hit the best this year against lefties. He's actually been better against righties, but he matches up really well against the sinker. I do think that Montgomery won't last a crazy long time, and then he's going to get into the bullpen. I have a hard time believing he doesn't get one hit. I would go over, but that is my least confident out of all these so far. All right, I think we have two more left on the board. Jordan Montgomery, total strikeouts, five and a half. I would go under on this. Same kind of feeling. I don't think Montgomery pitches that well today. I think he pitches well, but he's not a crazy strikeout guy. A lot of the Mets have a lot of contact-oriented bats. Montgomery is also... Struggled a little bit more against righties this year, about 682 OPS against righties, under 500 OPS against lefties. Mets are going to dominate with that righty, you know, mostly right-handed lineup. I would go under five and a half strikeouts. Last one on the board. I think this was my favorite bet on our daily dozen slate today. Taiwan Walker total outs recorded 18 and a half. Seems like you think that he's going to have a poor outing. Getting to six innings plus is going to be a stretch here, huh? I would take under 17 and a half out. So I would go way under that. All right. Very cool. Thank you for those. I'm going to go lock in my picks. Uh, maybe I'll do it right now while we're on the podcast. But I do I do want to go over and transition into the MLB trade deadline. I think the, the deadline is August 2nd, so we have a little bit over a week at this point. And the big story right now, I guess in baseball, maybe in all sports considering nothing else is going on except for some NFL news, uh, Juan Soto on the block, allegedly going to get an all-time package if he does get traded by the Nationals. One, do you think that a trade is actually going to happen? And then two, what teams do you think are going to be involved? And what teams What teams do you think have the sort of prospect package or young players in the MLB to get the sort of deal done? So I hate to be boring, but I don't think that he's going to get traded. I just feel like the report came out a little bit too late. The Nationals have been clear that they are not negotiating. This is their price. And I think with how loaded the market is going to be for a lot of other bats. I feel like teams are going to look at an Ian Happ, you know, if they need a lefty, maybe if they need a righty bat, they're going to look at a Christian Walker, maybe a Josh Bell if they need a switch hitter. There's a lot of bats on this market right now. I don't think a team will be willing to unload their farm system. But with that said, 
I could be wrong about that. So let's get into some of the tr- teams that could do it. Um, it seems that there's a top three right now, and that's the Cardinals, the Padres, and the Dodgers. The Yankees and Mets have also been interested. I just really can't imagine the Mets doing it. The Mets have come out with reports that they really, really are apprehensive to trade some of their absolute best prospects, and that's Francisco Alvarez. And if you don't have Francisco Alvarez in a trade, the Met, the Nationals just aren't going to do it. They should trade Francisco Alvarez if the Mets want to because it's Juan Soto at the end of the day and you never know what's going to happen with prospects because Francisco Alvarez is still really young, but he's my personal favorite prospect in baseball. I think he's about as can't miss as possible, but let's get into some teams that actually probably will do it because that also is within the division. You know, Bryce Harper went to the Phillies. Are the Nationals really going to trade another one of their guys? Bryce Harper left for free agency, but another one of their best players ever going to in division? Highly unlikely. Um, the Yankees could do it. The Yankees have one of the better farms in baseball now. I know it's it's weird to say, and that's the same thing with the Dodgers. The Dodgers might have a top five, five farm in baseball. They could really do it. They have The Nationals have been interested in a lot of players that are young but have a ton of years of control. That's why the Cardinals make a lot of sense um, with a guy like Dylan Carlson possibly headline with Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn. Um, you could throw in Joshua Baez, maybe Matthew Libertor, Nolan Gorman. I'm not saying they'd have to include all these guys, just a lot of the pieces that would make sense there. Padres, you got Mackenzie Gore, who just has a little bit of an elbow thing, but the Nationals aren't looking to compete now. And Mackenzie Gore projects as a phenomenal pitcher in this league. CJ Abrams is another guy who, you know, some guys here over here at just baseball think he's a 3,000 hit guy when it's all said and done. Obviously, you never really know, but that's how talented this guy is, as well as Robert Hassel. They have another guy in their system. His name is James Wood. Um, really popular in the card community because he's a 19-year-old that looks a lot like Aaron Judge. He's six foot seven, crazy pop. He could be really good. Um, they also have Luis Campusano, um, Kybert Ruiz. He's he went over in that Scherzer, uh, the yep. like Josiah Gray the deal. Yep. He's okay. Campisano might be better when it's all said and done. So the Padres make a lot of sense. The Dodgers make a lot of sense. They, I could go through their prospects too. They have like 40 of them. And you could you could get Gavin Lux, maybe Dustin May. Those are the five teams that I'm looking at that should be the front runners right now. Yeah, I'm a Dodger fan. Live here in Los Angeles. So uh, I definitely I'm know the, the sort of market that the Dodgers could put out there. I mean, the, the May, Lux... Cartaya, and then some of the other guys uh, that they have on the roster. The Dodgers could do this deal in a second. The question is, you just committed $365 million to Mookie Betts. Maybe you have to pay Trey Turner. Got a lot of money. I know they have money coming off the books, but that's a lot of money to commit to Juan Soto, even though he is, you know, on an all-time pace to be a Hall of Famer. Seems like the Dodgers are maybe don't want to get involved, although I have heard rumors. Maybe we'll talk about this in a second. There's another player that the Dodgers have their eye on, but we'll, we'll get to that in, in a second. Um, so of, of those teams, which do you think makes the most sense, the Padres or the Cardinals, to make a move for Soto? You know, I think the best package and the, you know, the Padres are the team that I think Preller, you know, AJ Preller of the of mm-hmm. the GM of the Padres is most likely to do it. But I think the Cardinals could create the best package for him. Um, I mean, the Dodgers really could too. It's... It's so up in the air right now, but if you put a gun to my head and said, who do I really think has the best shot of doing it? I do think it's the Padres just because AJ Preller is our modern day Dave Dabrowski. And, you know, you could argue that his job is is in jeopardy a little bit. You know, he makes a trade for Juan Soto and they end up making the playoffs. That won't be in jeopardy anymore. I could see that potentially happening. But then again, that would wipe clean the Padres system. So they would really have to win now. 
The Cardinals is interesting because they're not a big market team. Their owners aren't overly overly wealthy compared to their peers. And you you have Arenado and you have Goldschmidt, and now you're going to bring in Soto for another you know $450, million, whatever he's going to take. I don't know if the Cardinals can stomach the contract side. I think they can more they can give out the prospects more easily than they can the contract. I think you're totally spot on about that. That's why I think the Padres are really that team to watch as well as the Dodgers. But when I just look at who could create the best package to what the Nationals want the most, the Cardinals line up the best because they have all this young controllable talent in the bigs right now, coupled with one of the better farm systems in baseball. But you're totally spot on about that. For sure. Makes a ton of sense. All right. So why don't we move on to some other big names that could be dealt and the other biggest name out there that maybe a 1%, 2% chance it could go out there. And this is what I was referring to with the Dodgers. They have had conversations about Shohei Otani. I'm wondering if there's a real package out there, either it's the Yankees or the Dodgers or whomever, that may be able to pull off something. And it's not going to cost, I don't think, as much as Juan Soto is. See, I find it hard to believe that it won't cost as much as Soto or even more. I mean, this is the greatest player in our game. Um, A (laughs) guy who can hit 40 home runs and be one of the best pitchers in baseball. You look at the Cy Young odds, he might win the Cy Young. I mean, we've never seen a guy of this caliber. At the end of the day, Juan Soto's a a phenomenal hitter, one of the best hitters in baseball, and he's 23 years old. But Shohei Otani isn't that far off of a hitter, and he pitches. (laughs) I mean, it's just incredible. I think the Dodgers would have to absolutely unload everything. Um, and I floated this about a month ago and I was looked at with crossed eyes because it was kind of an insane take at the time. But I saw the Angels in a free fall knowing that he's probably going to cost, you tell me, $70 yeah, million dollars a year. I mean, how do you quantify no in money what he brings to the table for looking at war totals? He's going to have one of the highest wars as a pitcher and then at the plate too because he's fast as well. I mean, he has the possibility of stealing 20 bags. They, he probably isn't because they don't want him to run because they pray to God he stays healthy. But, you know, I think the Dodgers could be the front runners there just because they're one of the teams that could do it. I also think that the Padres, you shouldn't count them out just because of that Preller situation there. I've heard Atlanta hard time believing that happens, but I have heard Atlanta. You know, if we're looking at a pack, it's how do I even project it? I mean, yeah. it's like it's like trading for Babe Ruth back in the day, but Joe Otani's a better pitcher than Babe Ruth ever was. And and Joe Otani can hit a ball 500 feet. It's it's almost impossible at this point. It's like we can only see it happen. It's impossible. What do you think the chances are that he actually gets dealt? You know, Angels are in their second year with a new jam. Obviously, nothing has gone right for them the past couple of seasons. Uh, they want to start over, but how do you start over and get a guy better than Otani, who's still, you know, cost controlled at least for a little bit? Uh, yeah, and that's the I thing. The Angels have the Angels have gotten a lot out of Otani so far. You know, they haven't had to pay him that much. They've gotten millions and millions of dollars in marketing money from you know putting his picture on everywhere, and they should because he's the greatest player in our game. Um, I would give it a 5% chance he gets traded. And I think it's bigger than 1% because of the Angels' current budget. I mean, they're still paying Rendon. You know, they still got Trout. They know that they're going to have to extend Otani. And you could make the argument that he's worth, I mean, I hate to say this, but he's worth $80 million. I mean, you can make that argument. Of course you could. If you're paying Scherzer $43.5 million a year, okay, Otani's, you know, 95% 95% of what Scherzer is, 90% of what Scherzer is. And then as a hitter, you know, Mookie Betts is making $35, $40 million a year. 
Okay. Are you, if you said $75 million, I'd be like, okay, pay it. Let me take you to this. So at the time when A-Rod signed the um, $250 million contract, um, the biggest player in the market, at least in terms of making the most money per year, was Kevin Brown, who was making about 15.166, whatever, rounding, 15 million a year. And A-Rod signed 25 million a year. So that was about a 66% increase. Scherzer's yeah. making 43 million. If you use the same markets and, you know, we continue to evolve as a sport, there's more money than ever. Could you make the argument Soto's worth a 66% increase over Scherzer? And then what's Otani worth? Yeah. It's just, we're getting into territories that, that have never been before seen. So it's so hard to project things that just don't even feel real. So, I mean, if he's going to make 60 plus, which probably seems fair by the time that he actually signs his next deal, there's only a handful of markets that are going to be able to eat that. And there's exactly. the only teams that are going to trade for it. So it's it's basically the Dodgers and the Yankees. And then everyone else, I mean, maybe Steve Cohen gets involved, but everyone else stay the hell out of the way. There's only three or four teams that can really afford that. Exactly. It's the Yankees. It's the Mets. It's the Dodgers. And I just wouldn't count out the Padres. And I just wouldn't count out AJ Preller. I really <laughs> wouldn't. I think that's another team that possibly could do it. But when you look around the league, those are the teams. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. All right. Why don't we talk about some more realistic trades that we're looking forward to? Come the MLB trade deadline. Um, who are some guys at the top of the list, big names that you think are going to come off the board and maybe maybe uh, best fits for them in the marketplace? So guys like Luis Castillo and those type of guys. Yeah, so Luis Castillo is the big pitcher on the market. Um, I do feel like the Yankees will make the move for the Luis Castillo. I've also seen the Astros very involved in him. Don't count out the Braves either in this because Ian Anderson has really struggled. Charlie Morton is, you know, 40 years old. Kyle Wright has been great this year, but Kyle Wright hasn't proved it over a long season so far. We'll see when we get to playoff time. You know, he's still a young pitcher. I'm not saying he's bad, not taking anything away from Kyle Wright. He could perform and he probably will. But I think the Braves are seeing that and noticing, you know, we still need to compete and we can, and this is, we're still in win now mode. I think the Braves are, are a good team that should be connected to Luis Castillo as well as the Blue Jays. They're a desperate team that needs pitching right now. Those are the teams that I'm really looking at in a Luis Castillo. The only reason I'm not putting in the Cardinals is that in division, but with the schedule changing as teams are going to be playing their division less, I, I wouldn't count out the Cardinals. Those are the five teams that I'm looking at for Castillo. What about for other pitchers that are potentially on the market, guys like Frankie Montas, Cindergaard potentially, uh, any other names that jump out to you that are going to get dealt before the deadline? Frankie Montas is as good as gone, I feel like, at this point. And he's a really good pitcher. That's the one that I really feel the Blue Jays will go after. They want those years of control, too. You know, Yusei Kikuchi has been very inconsistent this year. He's been on the shelf. Ryu's now out for the season. You know, um, Barrios and his struggles. You still got Manoa, who's an absolute dog on the mound. He's one of my favorite pitchers. Honestly. I love he's, him so much. He's also, much, elite, much elite, male, elite male body type, too. Just absolutely elite. love the guy. Him and Kirk <laughs> together. That's oh just God. that's peak male performance right there in action. <laughs> I mean, it's it's awesome. I, I do feel like he's going to the Blue Jays. They're going to ask for Ricky Tiedemann, who's their best pitching prospect currently in their system, and I think the Blue Jays should do it. I just saw Ricky at the Futures game, and you know, it's hard to evaluate a guy in one inning, but I've been watching him on video, and it's it was at least good to see him in person, at least operate against other really good prospects. He looked nasty, but at the end of the day, remember Nate Pearson. You know, I'm not counting out Nate Pearson at all, but he was 104 not that long ago and seemed to be the next great pitching prospect in baseball. Now I think that's starting to subside a little bit. 
You know, none of these guys are perfect. Blue Jays need to win now. Frankie Montas makes the most sense for the Blue Jays, as well as now the Cardinals, like another team that needs pitching right now, who's also in win now mode. Cardinals and the Blue Jays seem to be at the top of my list for for a guy like Frankie Montas. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, any potentially him coming out uh, of the trade deadline somewhere else? I think it's possible. I think the value for Syndergaard, remember, he's making a decent amount of money. I mean, the Angels might have to eat some of it. You know, he signed a decent size contract with the Angels. I know it's only a one year, but he has not performed well. He doesn't look like the same Syndergaard that we saw in New York. You know, there are some teams that could possibly, you know, a team like the Twins could be interested in a Noah Syndergaard, maybe if they get priced out a little bit. Um, I do think the Twins will be in on Luis Castillo and Frankie Montas, but Noah Syndergaard maybe makes more sense for the Twins. You know, it depends if the Red Sox are buying. I could see the Red Sox possibly making a move or they end up selling. They're kind of in this middle ground where they're playing like trash right now, to be honest. I mean, they have the 6.97 ERA as a staff in June. I mean, the next worst is the Nationals at 5-4-3. They need pitching, with, especially with Sale going back on the shelf. Eovaldi, you know, Whitlock back in the bullpen. Maybe they can make sense as well. Um, but those are some, just some more teams that could use some pitching, as well as the Phillies could be in on Syndergaard as well. Uh, interesting thing that I heard on the Red Sox, which may be worthwhile if you're going to bet future win totals. Uh, I have heard them connected as a seller a lot, and I'm wondering how much they actually want to sell. So, Because like, they could send a guy like, like Kike Hernandez going back to the Dodgers makes a lot of sense for a, a lot of different reasons. But there are other guys, obviously, that could be on the market that would be game changers. J.D. Martinez. They're Obviously, I don't think they're going to trade Devers. I don't think anything crazy like that's going to happen, happen. But Bogarts, potentially. Evaldi definitely could be on the block. I'd be interested to see what the Red Sox do. And if you, we think that they're going to be sellers and you can bet it early right now, that under win total for the season may be a really interesting angle. I do. My only hesitation is I don't truly know yet. You know, everything yeah. is being floated, but with how well the Red Sox performed last year, you know, this is a proud organization. It's so hard for me to think that they just gut it. But at the end of the day, they haven't said that they want to pay Devers. You know, they came out and they gave him a Matt Olson comp and Devers just laughed at it. And he should laugh at it because Devers is a better player than Matt Olson. Devers is one of the best hitters in our entire sport and he should not get a Matt Olson type extension. His extension realistically should be closer to Soto than it is to Matt Olson in actuality. Yeah. So they're not going to want to pay that. It seems that they don't want to pay Xander Bogarts either. You know, it's interesting to see how much longer he's going to stick it short because the glove is still not that good. He's not very rangy over there. A third base could make more sense for him, save his legs a little bit more so we can really unlock the bat because the bat is still elite. And if they trade GD Martinez, I love that play. I just, it's so hard for me to then go right now because I truly don't know where they're at. For sure. Makes a ton of sense. I'm just trying to get ahead of the curve here Absolutely. before the trade deadline. I think there could be some real value if we get some nice intel or you can project out where these teams are going to come out as buyers, sellers. Um, is there anyone on the buyer side that you say, huh, maybe I like their pennant odds more or their World Series odds more or over win totals that I would bet right now based on the thought that, oh, I think they're going to make a big move at the deadline. So I think the Rays are a very interesting team. It seems that they are going to be buyers. You know, they proved that they were buyers last year. They traded away Joe Ryan and acquired Nelson Cruz. Didn't end up being that great of a trade, but it seems like the Rays are buyers. And the Rays have been able to stick in the second place in this AL East that's absolutely loaded. 
never count out the Rays. I, I, you know, the Rays were my World Series pick at the beginning of this year, facing off against the Dodgers. I had the Dodgers winning in six because it's the freaking Los Angeles Dodgers, <laughs> and they might get Juan Soto. But I do think that the Rays are a very interesting team to watch because I think they're going to be buyers. They just got Brandon Lau back. You know, they've had a this has been one of the most injured teams in baseball and you can go around and find a lot of teams that have been injured and then haven't performed due to that. The Rays just figure it out and they're going to be adding and getting healthier. Wander Franco is going to come back. Harold Ramirez, I don't think will be out for the rest of the season as well as Margot. A lot of those guys are going to come back and the Rays are going to be good. I would really target the Rays because I think they will be big time buyers. Very interesting. Uh, why don't we talk about some other guys potentially on the market from the hitting side at this point. Uh, I've heard the name Joey Gallo out there a little bit. Yankees trying to offload him potentially. Do you think that that's something that could happen? And then some other big names that maybe get dealt before the deadline on August 2nd. Yes, I think Joey Gallo will be dealt. And the Brewers have been interested in him. You know, the Rangers have been interested in a reunion with Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo reminds me a lot of Sonny Gray. Obviously, different position. Sonny Gray is a pitcher and Joey Gallo is a hitter. But just guys who just didn't work out in New York. And sometimes that's okay because I truly don't think that Joey Gallo is this bad of a player. I think the New York market has affected him a lot. And we saw when Sonny Gray went to New York, he was terrible. And it's like, oh, is Sonny Gray bad? No, I just don't think he can handle New York that well. And now Sonny Gray left and now he's a great pitcher for the Twins. I think a lot of teams see the same in Joey Gallo. So I actually think that he's going to get not a good return but more of a return than I think Yankee fans are prepared for. And I think they're going to be pleasantly surprised when they get back a prospect or two, maybe a solid bullpen arm. You know, I even floated the idea. This isn't probably going to happen, but it kind of just makes sense. It's very easy. Like just go to the Brewers and ask for a guy like Brad Boxberger in, in return for Joey Gallo. And that could end up biting the Yankees in the ass, honestly. But just one of those types of deals, you know, major league ready. The Yankees don't necessarily need any prospects. So I think they're going to look for a big time reliever or possibly another outfielder. Um, so that's, that's the thing with Joey Gallup. But yeah, there are a number of players that we can go over that I also think are going to get traded. Yeah. So why don't I, I'll put out some names and just give me the team that pops into your head that you think that they're going to go to. Sound good? Great. All right. Uh, let's go with Ian Happ. Ian Happ. I think he's going to go to the Yankees. Um, I really do. I think the Yankees are going to go get Luis Castillo and I think they're going to get Ian Happ. That was my project projection um, a couple of weeks ago. And I still think that holds true. I think they get rid of Gallo and I think they add a guy from the Cubs like Ian Happ. Um, that's, that's the team that I think the, the Yankees get. Uh, all right. Ben and Ben and is interesting because of the vaccination status. Um, he's so up in the air. Um, I, Again, yeah, he is he is such an interesting player because, you know, will the Rays not care? You know, I, I thought he was going to go to the Rays this entire time. But do they care about the blue about the vaccination status? I don't know. I guess I'll say the Rays right now, but I don't know how much these teams care about that vaccination status. So I guess him going to an NL team, I guess, helps a little bit unless they get to the World Series and they got to face off against the Jays, which is probably a small percentage, but still possible. I think the Padres should be interested in a guy like Ben Attendee. I think um, you could see the Phillies possibly involved in a guy like Ben Attendee. I could see the Mets involved with a guy like Ben Attendee, even the Brewers as well. Those are some teams in the NL that I think make a lot of sense for him. What's the deal with the Phillies? I can't figure them out. Why, why do they want to buy at this point? So they're on my season ban list in terms of betting, because whenever I bet <laughs> okay. on them, whenever I bet on them, they lose. Whenever I bet against them, they win. They're one of the most polarizing teams in baseball, but they should 
by now. I mean, they don't have the best farm system either. All of their talent is right here. They just signed Castellanos. Schwarber's hit the second most home runs in baseball. I mean, he's crushing the ball. You know, Real Muto's only going to get older. You know, Wheeler, Nola, all these guys, they're in win-now mode. They have to buy. Kind of, They're better than the Rangers, but it's a similar type situation where the time is now. And with the Phillies, they have to buy regardless of even what their record is. They have to. Got it. Okay. Um, let's see who else is on my list. Uh, Bell, Nationals. So I, you know, it's funny. I I mocked Bell to the Red Sox uh, about a month ago. And because, you know, he's a platoon, not a platoon bat, excuse me. He's a switch hitter. And but the reason I thought of platoon is because he's a rental, not a platoon. Um, He's a rental because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. And the Red Sox have Tristan Costas in waiting, who's one of the best hitting prospects in baseball, in my opinion. And he's a first baseman. So that would make the most sense there. But now with the Red Sox being up in the air a little bit, I do see the Astros very connected to a guy like Josh Bell. They need a bat like that. And Yuli Gurriel hasn't performed the same as in recent years. I would say the Astros are the team to look for for Josh Bell. What about with uh, Trey Mancini, who seems like he's definitely on his way out of uh, Baltimore? So the Mets are going to be very involved in guys like Trey Mancini, Wilson Contreras, guys who can hit lefties, power bats. That Dan Vogelback trade seems like more of a bench bat, you know, against righties, a guy who can hit a home run once in a while, as well as Dan Vogelback has performed this year. But I think the Mets are going to be very strong for Trey Mancini, as well as a couple other teams. Like, I think... I think the Padres could be possibly interested. Um, you know, I think the Brewers should definitely be interested in a guy like Trey Mancini. I know I keep kind of naming the same names, but it's like the same yeah. feel. Of these are contenders who need these certain players, and all these guys kind of match up. Uh, Brian Reynolds, potentially out there? I just don't think he's going to get traded, personally. Um, I know his name has been floated, but he's very, very expensive. At least that's what the Pirates it came out for. I would say he just doesn't get traded. The one picture that I missed on here that came out with, I think Ken Rosenthal tweeted earlier, uh, Tara Scubal from the Tigers, potentially out that's, there on the market. That's very new. That was just today. Um, all those teams I named that are interested in Montes and Castillo, he's going to be another guy the teams are going to look at. I would say that, you know, again, the Twins in that division, but I think the Tigers at this point are just looking for the best offer possible. I would say the Twins are kind of a low-key favorite maybe to get Scooble. You know, they've seen him plenty of times. They know Scooble. I would say they put together a, a good package and maybe get him in division. Is there a name out there that we haven't mentioned that maybe is not really being floated out there that you think gets dealt that's a surprise, maybe some a bigger name? Not a surprise, but I think Sean Murphy is a guy that maybe we haven't spoken about from the Oakland A's that I think is definitely going to get traded. The Rays and the Guardians have been the most heavily involved. They need a catcher with years of control. That's exactly what Sean Murphy brings to them. You know, there's a couple of Diamondbacks that I feel like are going to get traded, like a Merrill Kelly, possibly um, a Christian Walker as well. I And I think the one name that has been floated, but it's hard to imagine him getting traded is Zach Gallen who's also another really solid pitcher for Arizona. I just don't know if they want to trade him, but if they get a big offer, they might just end up doing it. I like the Zach Gallon possibly move as like a surprise, maybe trade candidate. Uh, speaking of the Royals, actually, with Ben and today, I'm just looking at my list here. Is there a chance that we see a Zach Ranky trade again? <laughs> yeah. I feel like he gets dealt every trade deadline at this point. I know. Like, probably. I mean, it's just like hilarious. I mean, yeah. I mean, he would go... I just, it's hard to believe that a contender is going to say, yeah, Zach Greinke's the guy that we want to make a deal for. Um, I could see him kind of, you know, it's so hard to predict a Zach Greinke market. Um, I feel like the Dodgers would bring him back in a second. I could see that too. You know, maybe a team like the, um, 
maybe a team like the Mariners. I know that sounds weird, um, but they have a lot of young pitchers, you know, in their system and a lot of young pitchers currently in their rotation. Maybe they just get a Zach Greinke to kind of fill a void, get some innings out of him as well down the stretch because they're going to start to limit George Kirby. They're going to limit some of their guys. Maybe he makes sense for the Mariners, but again, it's Zach Greinke. He could go anywhere. <laughs> um. All right, I think that we hit all the big names. Uh, before we get out of here, I definitely want to have you back on the podcast. This has been absolutely awesome. Make no sure doubt. to go follow Peter everywhere. But maybe a World Series prediction right now, right before the trade deadline. What do you see happening? I do think, well, it all depends about this trade deadline. Because yeah. if the Astros make the move for Luis Castillo or the Astros have a huge deadline, they're right there with the Yankees. It's really, I'm going to look after the deadline and it's going to be between the Yankees and the Astros, kind of who make the biggest move. But I do think it's going to be the Dodgers coming out of the West and or out of the National League, but they will be in the NL West, but it won't really matter. I do think it's going to be the Dodgers and I do think it's going to be either the Yankees or the Astros, whoever really locks down this big time starter. But even if the Yankees do, I think the Astros have just as much of a shot. But if the Astros do, I really do think it's the Astros because I think right now you could give the slight lean to the Astros as the best team in the American League. I love it. All right, Peter, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on Gambling with Gold. Uh, make sure to go follow Peter everywhere. And let's go watch that Yankees-Mets game. Let's get this parlay in action. Hopefully we uh, we hit a nice little banger on that one. That would be awesome. Would love it. Plus 250, let's roll. Thanks for having right. me, by the way. Of course. Absolutely. Uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Good luck with all your bets tonight. See ya. Awesome.